Hi friends, jumping on before the start of the episode to ask for your help. Since I started this podcast four years ago, I have been dreaming of a place for us to gather, a place where we can practice some of the things that are shared here on the podcast, a place where you and I can meet gaze to gaze, heart to heart, and a place where we can share our experiences of enriching our lives through the wisdom of the body and expanding our pleasure through the wonder of the senses. I would love to hear your voice and your vision in writing this next chapter of Come to Your Senses. Go to schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey to contribute your ideas, give your feedback on which topics you burn with the most passion to hear about, and let's create a beautiful sanctuary together. Schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey. I will see you there. Hello, and welcome to the Come to Your Senses podcast. I'm your host, embodiment-based coach, Mary Lofgren. Here, we explore how to live bravely and beautifully through a lifestyle of embodiment. You'll hear gems to empower you around mindset, mindfulness, somatic psychology, and neuroscience, as well as beauty, food, style, and the art of slow living to meet your soul through the senses. I am so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Hello, beautiful beings, and welcome to Come to Your Senses. Welcome to today's episode, which is loaded with nutmeg and clove and candy corn. I mean, not really. I don't know that I'll talk about those ingredients necessarily in this episode, but today, as the first cool whispers of autumn begin to caress the backs of our necks, We are celebrating alignment with the seasons through rituals to savor the season of autumn. My good friend, Elise Marie, also known as the beauty witch, likes to say, oh, it's everyone's favorite time of year, time for the national orgasm that is pumpkin spice. And it's cozy sweater time, it's stew time, and while I love and appreciate the uh, more commercial aspects of autumn as they're celebrated in our culture, what I really love about this season is the way that it heightens our senses. Here in the mid-southeast, the leaves become this kaleidoscopic color. You know, I'm up in the mountains and there's sprawling forests and just, it's, it's an orgasm. It's a nature, it's, it's nature's orgasm. It's the harvest. And so during that season of the harvest, there's abundance, there's an inner shift and change. The winds begin to change on the inner where our energy goes from the outwardness of summer and spring and begins to turn more inward in these seasons of autumn and winter. 
And in today's episode, we're going to talk about three areas where you can delve into an experience of deeper savoring of the season through sensuality, spirituality, and style. These three S's are really what's at the heart of my particular flavor of embodiment. And just like everything here at Come to Your Senses, it's not just about things we can do on the outer, which certainly help drop us into a more sensory experience throughout our lives, but it's also things that we can do on the inner to help open our senses and our spirit to not just more deeply savor this time, but have an experience of the timeless through this season. And as we move into this season, one of the things I am so excited about, you know, as soon as we start seeing the fall colors and the cooler temperatures, my little reindeer tail starts moving back and forth because I know that it's only a few months until the Come to Your Senses Yule Retreat. And so before we dive into our gems, this Monday, a day before this episode was released, I sent out an invitation to my email list, opening up reservations for the Yule Retreat. Yule is a pagan tradition that honors the solstice in December. It's this time of slowing down, reflecting, allowing your body to metabolize the year past as we prepare for the return of the sun, both literally and symbolically. And last year, I hosted the Yule Retreat. It uh, was a smashing success. And it was my first retreat after a three-year pandemic-induced hiatus. And so if you are desiring to have an in-person experience with me and coming to your senses, your inner child wants to come alive again, you want to celebrate the season of winter, not just through sugar and numbing out and moving fast, which can be really pleasurable things to do over the holidays, but also through slowing down movement, nourishing meals. Every single day, there is going to be a Yule-inspired craft. There's also a craft table that's open 24-7 at the Yule Retreat, and it is just one of the most magical inner child honoring experiences. And I'm so excited to share it with you. So the rooms, after sharing it with the wait list and my mailing list, the rooms are already 50% full. It's an intimate retreat. Myself, my assistants, and a small collection of soulful beings. And it's here in my hometown of Asheville, North Carolina, December 12th through the 16th. So to quote the Solstice Carol, we'll dance neath the stars and toast the past year for the spirit of Solstice still living here in Asheville, North Carolina, 
December 12th through the 16th. Come and craft your little reindeer tail off and ride a horse and take a luxurious bath. That's been hand prepared for you through ritualistic salts and enjoy luscious (laughs) homemade retreat fair every single day and more. Can't wait to see you there. So let's dive in to our gems on savoring the season of autumn. You know, coming to our senses is a way of harmonizing with the body, particularly in a world that really encourages that we fall out of harmony with the body in order to do more of what the brain expects of us or has been conditioned to expect. And so we're going to take a look at three things that you are already doing and how to bring more of that magic and sensuality and celebration into your everyday. So the first is around your sense of taste. I hope that in naming some of these delights, It will inspire your taste buds and help calibrate your compass towards consuming some of the treats of the season, but root vegetables, slow roasted with fresh thyme, slowly made soups and stews that has meat that just falls off the bone, gorgeous, and dare I say, even stylish acorn squash. (laughs) I always think acorn squash has such a quiet elegance about it, but the rich, gold, fleshy delight of acorn squash, the golden warmth of butternut squash, slow roasted and pureed with butter and fresh sage, or perhaps placed in a soup with yummy turmeric and cinnamon a cup of fresh cacao blended with maple syrup and a few shakes of ginger, powdered ginger. Oh my God, can you imagine like all these yummy, warming, delicious treats that are decidedly not complex? You know, in Tamar Adler's book, An Everlasting Meal, which is all about romancing the simplicity of food and just the majesty of something as simple as an egg on toast and how to prepare delicious, satisfying, nourishing meals in this kind of one, two, three way without the aggression of a quick cook culture. (laughs) You know, she talks about seeing something on the cover of a magazine that was like five minute omelets. And she was like, well, that's ironic because all omelets take five minutes to make, you know, in American culture in particular, with so much emphasis on convenience, really sucks the soul out of the act of simply cutting up some vegetables, putting them on a pan, drizzling them with a golden oil and seasoning them with spices. And 
a ritual that you might find delicious and that I find delicious is, you know, I love root vegetables. I have a very uh, strong, I would call it a row of sweet teeth, like not just a sweet tooth, but like a whole row. And so something I'll do is at the farmer's market on a weekend, I'll pick up beets, golden and red, parsnips, potatoes, all these yummy carrots, delicious root vegetables. And I will do a giant pan of roasted vegetables and with the spices. So I love fresh thyme, delicious flaky sea salt, fresh ground pepper. And you can even take fresh herbs and sprinkle them over the sheet of roasted vegetables and blow some intentions or a magic spell or gratitude, just like you might sprinkle an ingredient into your witch's cauldron. A good friend and client of mine does this every morning with her coffee, where she speaks her intentions into her coffee mug and stirs her intention into her coffee like it's a magical brew. And with those roasted vegetables, you know, I'll eat them on buttered toast I'll put them atop a salad. I will have them alongside a plate of eggs. There are just so many different things that you can do with just one sheet of pan roasted vegetables. So bon appetit, enjoy. There are so many other things that I could say about all of the different senses and the way that they are enriched through the delights of autumn. But next, what we're going to go into is spirituality. So we started with the sensuality of food. We're now going to talk about a way to savor the season through spirituality. So as I mentioned at the start of the episode, you know, autumn being this time of harvest, there's a lot of focus during this time on gratitude and Personally, I don't totally resonate with the word gratitude. I talk about this a lot on the podcast. I probably like, actually, I'm remembering. Oh my God. Oh, I just had a flashback um, dream. Oh my gosh. I'm just going to leave this in if there are any dream analysts out there. I had a dream that I was eating a donut and it said, she has a problem with gratitude on the donut. So any Jungian analysts want to pop me on their sofa, I am ready and willing. But anyway, um, gratitude, I think because of my Catholic conditioning, gratitude just doesn't ring true for me in my relationship to the divine. But appreciation deeply resonates with me. It's kind of like complimenting someone's work. And something that I do when I walk my foster dogs is I usually get foster dogs that are way bigger than what I would normally adopt, so I don't have a total foster fail and adopt them all. And so because they're so big, they need a lot of exercise, and I'll take them on morning walks, and there's this little trail that I often go on. And sometimes in the morning, I'll make it 
an appreciation walk. And so with this common mindset of never enough, autumn and this season of harvest is an opportunity to sink beneath the frenzy of not enoughness, which if your spiritual journey has been anything like mine, getting more doesn't always necessarily satisfy that itch, kind of often makes it more scratchy and urgent, but turning our awareness and really kind of rewiring the body and the nervous system's tendency to scan for danger and lack and taking a 20 minute walk. So when I'm on this walk, I speak my appreciations out loud for just everything that I appreciate in my life. Sometimes I'll do this in the shower too. I call it a gratitude shower. And there's something about having that container to perform the practice. You know, I'm not a big list maker of gratitude and appreciation, but there's something about having my body in motion, my senses engaged, and this sweet meditative container of being out with the pup that really helps lay the stones of gratitude and appreciation deeper into my being. And so that's your second gem. We looked at sense, we looked at spirit, and now my favorite, the cherry on the sundae, which is style. I live my life for the joy of an autumn coat. I swear to God, I look forward to it every year. I don't get a new fall coat every year, but I think about it all year. An autumn coat is just such an opportunity to bridge the gap between the uh, nudity of summer and the absolute uh, hermetic experience of the parka in winter. Fall coats just teem with style and spring coats too, but I just have such a fancy for fall coats. And what I also love about fall coats is that I can be wearing yoga leggings and a tank top and I throw a fall coat on with a little felt cloche and some leather gloves. Ah, instant style maven. So I highly recommend, I love shopping on Etsy for all things, but especially for things like vintage coats. I like in the fall wearing like a Stetson style wool hat. I like wearing brightly colored or uniquely colored leather or pleather gloves. Um, So for example, a charcoal gray fall coat with a royal purple beret and some turquoise like New Mexico turquoise leather gloves or faux leather gloves could even pop a orange ring on top of that turquoise glove for a real pop of color. Oh my goddess. So heavenly. So highly recommend. I have an episode that I'm going to put in the show notes of this episode called Simple Autumn Indulgences. And it's an episode similar to this one, but it's really 
about how to get the most out of this season. And there's a whole section on style in that episode that personally, I so enjoyed creating for you. And I think you'll enjoy as well. And so my loves, this brings our gems to a close. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would be so delighted to dive deeper into the pleasures of the season with you at the Yule Retreat. There will also be a link to that in the show notes of this episode, or you can head to schoolofsensualliving.com slash retreats to savor the solstice, create new traditions of friendship, relaxation, savoring, and self-love. It is going to be exquisite, and you can even see a video that I created with scenes from last year's Yule Retreat. And if you enjoyed this episode, I am always so grateful to receive your appreciation through hitting like, subscribe, review, whatever love beam you want to send in the direction of the podcast. It's one of my desires to have a hundred reviews for the podcasts on Apple and Spotify by the end of the year. So I would be so grateful for your help in making that wish come true. And I will see you in next week's episode. Ciao. For coaching, classes, and community in creating a lifestyle of embodiment, head to schoolofsensualliving.com. There you'll find a free video series on how to reduce anxiety and intercept the stress response through powerful, confident body language. Head to schoolofsensualliving.com slash confidence to watch your first video today.